Good morning and welcome at that time. Once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour on a drop-dead gorgeous Friday morning. Yes, we've made it through another week. I hope it finds you well. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For over two decades, we've been right here. And uh, uh, as it's, you know, Friday, we survived another week. We are 10 days, as Ramon reminded me, 10 days away from Christmas. Get your shopping done. The, the holiday parties are in full effect. I'm going to give you a warning for those that, you know, a lot of companies, they don't even do them anymore because it's just, it's not worth the aggravation. Don't harass anybody. <laughs> Let's make this weekend a holiday party, harassment-free weekend. Don't send any pictures of your body parts or, anyway, uh, I, I just, I can't keep track every day. Somebody else is getting nailed, uh. Let's not try to get that done. So keep it keep it all together this weekend. Have a wonderful time and enjoy the the holidays. And if I haven't said it yet, Merry Christmas to to all. Happy New Year! As the New Year's getting ready to come, uh, God, man, 2017 went by so fast. I will on Monday. I think oh, yeah, yeah. sometime next week I'll give you an update on what our holiday hours are going to be. How's that? Uh, both Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we're kind of working out the details as we speak. Uh, shipping, had a big shipping day yesterday. We'll do some more shipping here today. But uh, if you're waiting on uh, MS-62s, uh, there are some gold eagles, silver, the dimes, there are some half dollars that were uh, towards the end. All that stuff, everything's, uh, we'll be all caught up uh, before uh, the... I think by by the day, with the exception, we were shorted one MS sixty two ten lip. It's already on its way. They made a mistake. It happened sometimes. Uh, it, it's on its way. There is one person I and I don't even remember who it is. But uh, it, you're a pickup. You're going to pick it up. Uh, Wendy will probably call you Monday and say, "Come and get it." Other than that, everything else is going to be out of here. Uh, so I'm happy to say that. Better fact the. Uh, the polar bears came in. Man, those things were really great. I, I just, I will say this: they're, they're uh, the Canadians. They they knew how to mint a really good looking coin, and that surely was one of them. Uh, those went out as well. I think all but a couple of people went out yesterday, and then the rest will go out uh, today. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The website www. Not that you really need that anymore. Dot allamericangold.com. Uh, we had a few pieces of economic data out today. We'll talk about that uh, industrial production. Uh, then we also had the New York uh, Fed index. Uh, both of those were a little light, a little lighter than expectation, matching what Chicago showed yesterday. Uh, we did have a good retail sales report yesterday. Uh, of course, gasoline was the biggest one, which they tried to hide that and try to, you know, oversell how good it was. Automobile sales were lower. Uh, gasoline, the price of gasoline was significantly higher, which helped out. But overall, it really wasn't that bad. But then today, H&M, uh, the uh, clothing retailer, 
they got hammered today. They actually had really bad, surprisingly bad results out of H&M today. And, and uh, as promised, we'll, we will go through the restaurants today that are going to be closed. Remember, the that was where the biggest piece of the job growth was uh, in restaurants and bars. Uh, we'll, we'll go over the list of the ones that I guess are going to be in trouble coming into 2018. We'll do that today. Uh, we got a bunch of other things that we're going to cover. Uh, I'm trying to get my... My internet has been really misbehaving the last couple of days. I actually had to go back and uh, reset the router and, and uh, things are just coming back online. Uh, and I know... I, oh, by the way, the tax package. Are we in trouble or are we not? Marco Rubio uh, says he's going to vote no on the tax package. At least right now they're supposed to put it out today. I don't know. I I would think that's probably going to change. I will give you at least the update because there's some others. Uh, Lee from Utah is undecided. We have yet to hear from uh, Snow in Maine, but she's always the last second one. Uh, and then Jeff Flake right here in Arizona as well. Uh, I'll give you the latest and the greatest as to uh, where all of that stands. And then something new out of Walmart today. Very, very interesting as as I think about all the all the stock buybacks and all of the other things, and of course, of the tax cuts. And Walmart is going to be helping out all of its employees because they're a good retailer, and 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 I mean that in sincere. They truly are a good retailer. Uh, they just don't pay very well, but they are a a very good retailer. Uh, an announcement uh, today. I'm going to give it to you. It may maybe it's the way of the future. I don't know, uh, but but Walmart. Uh, going to do something very, very nice, or is it, for all of its employees? We'll talk about that. And uh, last but not least, we're going to talk about the bond market today, something uh, that has been a very big matter of fact. I think, as far as I know, every single time it's happened has led to recession and or depression we're going to talk about what's happening in the bond market. Uh, Janet Yellen actually did talk about it on Wednesday during her press conference. And uh, and we'll see. I hope she's right, because if she's not, then there's going to be some problems. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back right after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. I'm kind of torn where to start. Let's go to Walmart, because I think it was, uh, it, it really highlights the dilemma that most of the country is in. New ways to help employee pay bills. Walmart stores has set a new series of programs in place to allow its employees, or associates as they're called, to access part of their pay before they get their paycheck. Now, of course, 
one would, you know, you don't have to wonder why that would be needed. Of course, because, you know, let's face it, they don't have enough money to get to, right? uh, Homer used to say it, right? They have more bills than checks. Walmart is 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 going to announce. I'll, I'll just read the announcement. They announced today a suite of new financial wellness services. See, and it's all about the presentation, right? Doesn't that sound wonderful, right? New financial wellness services. For more than its 1.4 million associates nationwide, the new offering, created in collaboration with Silicon Valley-based financial techno- technology startup, Even and Pay Active, associates will access the tools through an Even app. Available, you know, on their phone. So you, whether you got an iPhone or an Android phone, this solution will allow Walmart associates to automatically plan for ahead for bills and savings goals. See, it's great, eliminating the work of figuring out how much money is okay to spend. See, because you know. People don't know how to manage their own money. We're going to help you. And by helping you, we'll just let you borrow some of your paycheck. When unexpected expenses occur, associates can access earned wages ahead of scheduled paycheck using an InstaPay feature, providing greater flexibility and helping them to avoid overdrafts, high-fee funding, or credit options. Now, as I, as I read that to you, how does that help any of those things? <laughs> I mean, it allows you, I guess, to access some money before you get your check to pay for a bill that you obviously can't afford. Uh, then then a, then your your check has less money in it, and you're gonna not pay a different bill. The technology, well, you know what? Oh, it is like the Uber and Lyft drivers; they can do that. Like they can work, and at the end of their shift, they can say, "Hey, just put the money in my account," or they can let it build up. So I guess now working at Walmart will be just like that. The technology. They say it's not the primary part of the program. See, this, it's not the primary part. It's just the part where we're going to let you have money. The fact that people need advances to plan ahead for bills and savings goals. Now, I don't know how an advance leads to savings goals. I don't. I still haven't figured that part out. And figure out how much money is okay to spend. That's the real part of the program, according to Walmart. I mean, it's just, again, it's laughable. It's kind of like, remember McDonald's did that thing where they came out with their budget for their employees? Remember that? It it didn't have, like, car insurance in there. It didn't have have all kinds of stuff in there. 
and they were trying to show their employees how they could uh, survive on their minimum wage job. Uh, and then they had to scrap it. Uh, I will say this. Listen, Walmart, it, it's great. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that need that money now, right? They got, hey, I blew out a tire, right? My battery's dead. Or, or what it, whatever it may be, uh, my, uh, my sister couldn't watch the kids this week, and now i got to pay somebody. I need some money because I don't have any. I mean, let's just call it what it is, right? This is a, a Walmart getting into the payroll advancement loans. And, I, and I'm sure, and I don't know because it didn't say it in the release. I'm sure there's a fee involved. Walmart's, and maybe I'm, I hope I'm wrong, uh, but, but Walmart's probably not doing it out of the kindness of their heart, right? They just are just, as any good company does, they realize, hey, we don't pay our employees anything, but we can, right? We can, you know, just like the banks, we can get a fee out of them. Why not? Uh, but nonetheless, I, I wanted to share that with you before the, the Christmas holidays here that, uh, uh, this may be the wave of the future now where, you know, remember when back in the day, I mean, the old days, and you used to work for the company and the company would put you up in its housing and they'd pay you in scrip in like the 17 and 1800s and even into the probably the early 1900s and no matter how many hours you worked, the by at the end of the month after they factored in uh, the rent and the food and the, you actually owed more than when you started. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Walmart said, "Hey, come on, you know, yeah, we'll let, we'll loan you some money. Don't worry." Of course, they're. I guess they're not giving you an advantage. It, it is a uh, money of hours already worked, but you get the picture. Then the thing that the main thing I wanted to talk about today, the bond market. So every single time, at least in modern history, where short-term treasury yields surpass long-term treasury yields, in other words, the yield on a two-year note, pays more than the yield on a 10-year or 30-year note, right? That's the yield curve inversion. And remember, one of the Fed governors that voted no for the rate hike, Fed Governor Evans warned, hey, next year, 2018, I, I think we're going to get a yield curve inversion. Every time we've seen that, it has led to a recession and or a depression. Of course, the last time, uh, 07, right? In 2007, the, the yield curve, the short-term yields surpassed the long-term yields. And one of the things that has been happening here in the U.S. is just that, remember how yesterday I talked about how uh, the 10-year note, we raised rates by a quarter of a point, and the yield curve actually went down, right? The 10-year note went down, but the shorter-term curves did not. They actually went the other way. 
And so someone, uh, and I'm trying to to put it all together. So here's what happened. So right now, and let me get the exact number here. Let me just jump to, uh, and I apologize. The 10-year note, okay, so the 10-year note right this second. Yesterday it was all the way down to 235, 2.35%. Today, it's at 2.37. So it, it has gone a little higher today, but that's where it sits right now, at 2.37%. Right. So we need to believe that people are lending the federal government money for 10 years to get a return of 2.37, Okay, which we know... Nobody in their right mind would do that unless you have a bunch of negative yields or lower yields in other countries. At least that's how this story is being told. So here's what's happening right now. Right now, the 10-year note's at 2.37. The five-year note is at 2.25. The seven-year note's at 2.28. The two-year note is at 2. I think 2.1. And this is what they're talking about, this flattening of this bond yield curve. And no matter what the federal funds rate does, the high end of the yield curve is not rising, but the low end of the curve is. And when they invert... In other words, when the government is paying more interest to borrow money for two years or five years or seven years than it is for borrowing it for 10 or 30 years, even the 30-year note's at 2.7, that is when things start to get ugly. So on Wednesday, somebody asked Janet Yellen, hey, this yield curve. Uh, as an example, I'll give you an example. So last year, 06, at this time, 2016, December. The yield curve between the lowest yield, because you can, the government will borrow money. There's even a, I, I want to say, uh, like a 10-day note or something like that. Something small, maybe, it may even be a five-day note. Went from a half of a percent all the way up the 30-year note was at 3.05. Today, the shortest loan duration is paying a one point, I think it was 1.6% for like a one-day loan or a five-day loan, whatever it was, 10-day. And the 30-year is at 2.7. So you can see the yield curve has compressed significantly. There's not even, what, less than a point, what, a point and a quarter difference uh, this year versus almost a two and a half, a little over two and a half point difference last year. So someone asked her, hey, by the way, since two of these Fed governors voted for no rate hike, one of them actually warned days before that were in danger of having a yield curve inversion. And the reason why that matters is when the yield curve inverts, 
it always is a recession or a depression. And and Janet Yellen, and of course, now think about this. The yield curve, every time it's inverted, they've always had a reason why it wasn't going to be a, re- a recession or a depression, right? They always had a reason. Well, it's different this time because blah, blah, blah. So Janet Yellen, in typical central bank fashion, right here you have something that, hey, every time it happens, this is what happens. Your own people are now saying it's going to happen in 2018. Why are we not going to have a recession slash depression, whatever it may be? And her answer was a very good one. It was. I don't know if it actually, and I, I and I guess all of the answers have always been good. I'm sure of it. These are very smart people. She said, "Well, it's different this time because so many countries in the rest of the world have negative rates that there is higher than normal demand." for U.S. treasuries, especially longer-dated treasuries, and I guess all dated, I don't know. And and that is keeping the 10-year and the 30-year notes artificially low, and therefore it's going to be different this time. Again, I hope she's right. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. There is a great deal of discussion today about an alleged need for an independent judiciary and on how judges should decide the cases that come before them. Today is the anniversary of the ratification of our Bill of Rights, so it's a good day to reflect on a recent speech by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Here is how he summed up the duty of a judge, and the rest of this broadcast is quoted from Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Quote, to assure the independence of federal judges, the framers provided us with life tenure. This independence, in turn, was to assure our neutrality and impartiality. Yet this independence can also insulate a judge from accountability for venturing beyond the proper role of a judge. What exactly is the proper role of a judge? In every endeavor, from economics to athletic games, there is some way to measure performance. For some commentators, it seems that if they like or prefer a particular policy or conduct, then it must be constitutional, while the policies they do not prefer or like are unconstitutional. Obviously, that approach cannot be right. That is no way to run a railroad or interpret the Constitution. Now, continuing these quotes with the words of Clarence Thomas, let me put it this way. There really are only two ways to interpret the Constitution. Try to discern as best we can what the framers intended, or make it up. No matter how ingenious, imaginative, or artfully put, unless interpretive methodologies are tied to the original intent of the framers, they have no more basis in the Constitution than the latest football scores. 
To be sure, even the most conscientious effort to adhere to the original intent of the framers of our Constitution is flawed, as all methodologies and human institutions are. But at least, originalism has the advantage of being legitimate and impartial. End of quote from Justice Clarence Thomas. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Pedro Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's unchanged right now twelve hundred fifty four dollars. Silver is up twelve cents fifteen ninety seven on silver this morning. It is quadruple witching. Yes, the third Friday of every quarter. Uh, that's when all the options and all of the contracts uh, expire. So there's always, you you have one of two choices at this point. Uh, you either sell it, roll it, right, which most of them probably are rolling, but some are selling, some are rolling. Others are, hey, I'm going to put myself in, in uh, condition if you're doing a commodity to take physical possession. So those are really your only three options today. Uh, so there's going to be, a lot of volume and a lot of fluctuation, but neither here nor there quadruple witching today as it is the end of the fourth quarter. All the option contracts uh, for Wall Street uh, come to an end today. Uh, just just a touch, finish up on this yield curve. So here's something that we can rely upon that, hey, this is a good indicator. And, of course, you know, they're, they're telling the, this great recovery story. I heard it again today. They just misrepresent facts all the time. The, the, I was watching Fox the News this morning, right, Maria Bartiromo, and I would turn it on because they always flash the gold price. Uh, and it was about, I don't know, four thirty, five o'clock this morning. And one of the guests on there, oh, you know, this job, it's so great, this job's working, the comedy's bombing, and... What's wrong with Marco Rubio and not, you know, the tax cuts and this and that? And I'm like, we've created less jobs this year than we did last year. That's a fact. Now, it's close, right? It's about 7,000 less jobs a month, but still, it's not that great. It's okay. Don't get me wrong. We've had worse. We know that. And the... Three quarter, three two straight quarters in a row of three percent. We've done that plenty of times. Of course, what they don't say is, "Hey, thank you for crude oil," because crude oil skyrocketed uh, in the second and third quarter and stayed at oh, still fifty seven dollars a barrel. But the answer that she gave as to why it's happening and. The funny thing is, is we've been dealing with these negative rates for a lot of years now. I mean, this isn't, not like we got the, Japan went negative last week, or Germany went negative last month, or, I mean, it's been a while. 
The fact of the matter is, they raised rates three times this year. And the 10-year note, it's not at the high, it's not even close to the high. It, 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 it's barely moved. They've raised rates 75 basis points this year, and the 10-year note barely moved. Last year, it moved last year when you raised rates. It didn't this year. So I don't necessarily think, you know, and of course they couldn't get into, and, and nor do they, you know, want to debate her. They try to lob her softball questions, so she hits them out of the park. But I thought back to Ben Bernanke when it was happening in, in 06, this yield curve started flattening. And in August of 06, and I'll never forget it because me and Eric were laughing when we played the clip, I don't even know how many times, where Ben Bernanke was talking about why it was different. It's just a subprime thing. There's no signs of anything spreading. And and we're going to keep raising rates. Rates were at five and a quarter. By what was it? By March or April of next of of the following year, right? Bear Stearns went under, <laughs> right? Right? Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns—they all went under, and and of course it wasn't different. I hope she's right. I hope it is. But what her answer that she gave? It sounds good. It does. And I was like, when I first heard it, I'm like, hey, well, you know what? That does make sense. Why would you buy a Japanese 10-year note when you can buy a U.S. 10-year note? Why would you buy a German 10-year note when you can buy a U.S. 10-year note? Right? And I was like, well, yeah. And then I got to thinking about, wait a minute. Rates have been negative in these countries, or, well, their 10-year notes have been well below our 10-year notes for a long, long time. I mean, really, the difference now between our 10-year note and a Japanese 10-year note is probably the closest they've been in a long, long time because they've, they've been at zero rates for, what, 20, 30 years. So it just didn't quite add up to me. The, the sniff test didn't add up. Let's hope she's right, but I, you know what? I wanted to share it with you because that was probably the last, I guess, the last big takeaway from her last press conference when pressed about this yield curve problem. That was the answer she gave. Restaurants. I told you we're going to get to them. I'm going to get to them now. Number one on the list, Sonic. So the, there's one down the street from our office here. I, I don't eat there a lot, but, you know, once in a while, once a quarter, maybe maybe that's the problem. Sales down 8.9% at Sonic Restaurants. Uh, they are listed as the number one restaurant chain that is uh, headed for closures in 2018. Ovation Brands, for those of you that don't know, this is the, and I don't even know if there's any of them left in this town, uh, Hometown Buffet, Old Country Buffet, you know, the the buffet restaurant. They've already filed bankruptcy three times in the last nine years, uh, and things still haven't gotten any better. There, there's a lawsuit going on as well. Uh, 
They the guess is they may be closing all of their stores. Uh, Noodle and Company, they've already closed 55 of their restaurants. And then this one, Panera. Now, I've never eaten there. So that <laughs> that ought to be a great indication. Of course, you know, they, they, they do healthier stuff. So really, you know, I probably should eat there. Uh, but I have it. Sales falling again. And I think they're the ones that bought uh, Paradise Bakery here in town, uh, which my wife used to love. And uh, she does not love Panera, I will say that. Uh, but they are number three on the list. Declining sales. Uh, decline in uh, franchise stores. Uh, and Panera is uh, trying to... Eliminate employees with kiosks, Outback Steakhouse. They are next on the list. Uh, they are going to close 43 of its stores this year. They said get ready. More are on the way. I'll finish with the top 10 when we get back. A bottle of red. A bottle of white. It all depends upon your appetite I'll meet you anytime you want In our Italian restaurant (laughs) So we were talking about restaurants And this is the one I call my Subway And I know for the first time I think for the first time in their company's history They closed location uh, 359 subways closed, and then their their sales have fallen again. This you know still falling this year. They want to try to uh, the corporate wants to bring back the five dollar foot long for a limited time, uh, and now all the franchise because most of them are franchises they're all freaking out because. It costs a whole lot more, apparently, than five bucks now. They don't want to do the promotion because they're already getting ready to go out of business. And and I think something along the lines of 4,000 franchise owners are protesting, saying that they'll go out of business uh, if they bring it back. Uh, But anyway, they made the list. Cheesecake Factory. Uh, Their stock's down 30% this year. Uh, Famous for for food comas, I guess. I've, I've eaten there a couple of times. It's it's okay. Uh, the menu's way too big, in my opinion, but what do I know? But they're, they're having sales problems. Uh, they checked in at number seven. Applebee's, of course, they've already closed 135 locations or going to close 135 lo- locations by the end of the year. Sales are down 5% uh, at Applebee's. They're number eight on the list. Chipotle. Uh, of course, we know they've had all kinds of problems. Uh, profits are down. Uh, they're, they're hoping the tri- chorizo and queso as toppings are going to help sales. Uh, but they checked in at number nine. Of course, they've had the, the food health issues. Chili's uh, rounds out the top ten. Sales down uh, 2.3% in the third quarter as the revamped menu items don't seem to be working. So that was the the top ten in the chain restaurants as to who's in trouble.
trouble and how much trouble they may or may not be in. Uh, and then tax reform. This is the last thing. So today, Congress was supposed to come out with, hey, this is what the bill's going to look like. We talked to the House and we talked with the Senate, and this is what we came up with uh, this morning. At least I saw it this morning. I don't know if he did it last night or if he uh, did it this morning. Marco Rubio, little Marco, came out and said that he was going to vote no. Now, remember, it's still 52-48 until January. If they don't get it done before, I guess, the break, then the the new senator for Alabama comes in, and then it's going to be 51-49, in which that case, they only can lose one vote uh, instead of two. Right now, they can lose two, but Marco Rubio came out and said he's voting no on the tax cuts. Uh, he, he wants more money. He wants a, a, a bigger child tax credit, at least is what I understand. Uh, and then they said that there, the, there was other problems. Lee uh, from Utah, he wanted, and I don't even know, I'll have to see here what exactly, he wants something else in the bill. It's not even the same thing. He is undecided. John McCain is in the hospital uh, so he can't vote. Now, hopefully he'll be back uh, next week. They're supposed to have the vote by next week, uh, but, again, they were supposed to have this bill out. Lee's objective are different. Oh, also Orrin Hatch, also from Utah. Apparently both from Utah don't like the bill. Concerns about the the plan for, oh, on, oh they're overreaching, I guess, too much deficit spending. Uh, the Snow from Maine, and then they listed Jeff Flake as the other potential no vote uh, in the in the tax reform or tax cut movement. Uh, so we'll have to watch it. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, like I said, Rubio wants more. Uh, the goal is to give a $2,000 per child tax credit. Uh, and that being, uh, I don't know what he wants more than that. It sounds like a lot to me. Uh, but anyway, Jeff Flake has voiced his concern about the deficit. So, of course, he's been in Congress, I don't know for how long, the deficit has gone up by trillions and trillions of dollars, and he didn't seem all that concerned about it. But now that he's leaving, uh, he's concerned. So we'll have to wait and see. I still think a deal's going to get done. Uh, but... Nonetheless, that that is the the fodder for today. Is Marco Rubio uh, has come out to say that he's going to vote no, and that may give somebody else, I don't know, the the confidence to come out and, and vote no with him. Uh, but nonetheless, that that is the the latest and the greatest industrial reports out today. Uh, the New York Manufacturing Index uh, fell more than expected. Employment the biggest drop in that number and then industrial production rose less than expected Pedro Radio News our final segment on this Friday don't touch that dot final segment on this Friday 800-951-0592 that is our toll free number no big special day there really wasn't anything enough quantities of anything out there that that really 
uh, caught our eye today, but we do have a lot of a lot of stuff in house. So if you're looking for something, give us a call. Just say, "Hey, what you got today?" and we'll give it to you. Before I forget, the last Jedi, uh, what they claim to be, will be the last Star Wars film. I'm sure it won't be, but uh, it premiered, I guess, at uh, what do they call that? Uh, by invite only or whatever you want to call it, uh, the the last Jedi uh, didn't do so well compared to uh, the Force Awakens, which I guess was the one before that. Uh, it, it came in uh, by twelve million dollars less in the Thursday opening. It opens, I think, in theaters to everybody tonight or today or something like that. So, uh, yeah, for all you Star Wars fans. Uh, get ready. Uh, the Last Jedi scored a $45 million in previews. That's what it's called. Preview shows around the U.S. Uh, that's the second highest Thursday preview ever behind The Force Awakens, which was, I guess, the last one. Um, oh, well, I guess that was two years ago. And then Thursday, uh, in between, there was Rogue One, which only did $29 million. So it's kind of in between... Uh, we'll have to see how that does, but if you if you got nothing to do and you want to sit in a really crowded movie theater this weekend, uh, you can watch the Star Wars, I don't even know what number it is, but I, I'll say this, in fairness, I'm going to go, not this weekend. I'm going to wait. I'll wait. Maybe during Christmas while we're off, uh, I'll go check it out. And, and uh, you know, I just remember, it was so funny, when they started making them again, we had to buy our kids, they... Uh, Costco was selling, I think it was the first three, and I can't even remember. We had to buy them because our kids had never seen Star Wars, and we wanted them to be all excited about it. They're okay about it. They'll go watch it, but they're not uh, not nearly as uh, impressed with the Star Wars uh, trilogy as uh, my wife and I were when we were younger, but nonetheless, uh, it is coming out. The the Last Jedi uh, is out this weekend, so at least well, there's something to do. Uh, other than that, like I said, uh, we'll have to wait to see about the Rubio thing and the tax cut thing. Uh, and then next week, I'll give you our holiday hours. Obviously, we're going to be closed on Christmas. Uh, we'll, we'll be closed uh, pretty positive. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and probably the day after uh, and then New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and possibly the day after as well. But uh, I'll have to talk to Wendy, and then we'll get it all laid out for you. Uh, we're shipping again today, so uh, for those of you that are waiting on any products, everything will be uh, 100% caught up by the end of the day. Uh, if you're looking to get a, a purchase in before the weekend starts, call us and just simply say, hey, what do you got today? 800 951 Zero five nine two. Uh, I will actually be my older son. They're playing at the Suns Arena. I'm gonna, I know it's not America West Arena, but I don't know what it's called anymore because they've renamed it so many times. But uh, big basketball, high school basketball is going to be in the Suns Arena all day on Saturday, all day tomorrow. So there's going to be, I think there's like eight games going on. Uh, he's one of them. I'm pretty excited. So. Uh, that's what I'm doing anyway. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weather out there. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk again next week.
This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only.